Welcome once again to Beside the Burn, Friday the 20th of January, and we reach the end of another week of our journey uh, through the Gospel according to Matthew. And each day we're looking at about a chapter of the Gospels so that we read through it all before we get to Lent. And today we're in chapter 12. We're going to read all of the chapter, but there are 50 verses, so there's a lot to cover. And yesterday we waited until the very end of the chapter before the bit I wanted to talk about. Uh, Today we're going to look at something that occurs near the beginning of the chapter, uh, verses 7 and 8, where uh, we read, uh, and Jesus says, If you had known what these words mean, I desire mercy, not sacrifice, you would not have condemned the innocent. So that's what we're going to be thinking about after we've read all of the chapter, that Jesus desires mercy, not sacrifice. That he desires us to come to him and rather than following ritual and following routine, we're to come with mercy and we're to seek him. So Let's read all of the chapter together. As I say, it's a lengthy chapter and we're going to be thinking about Jesus as Lord of the Sabbath. We're going to be looking at God's chosen servant. There's even a passage in this about Jesus and Beelzebul and how uh, the Pharisees thought that Jesus was of the devil and that he was driving out demon by demon. Then we also come to the sign of Jonah and a little bit at the end about Jesus and his mother and brothers. So let's read together at chapter 12. At that time, Jesus went through the grain fields on the Sabbath. His disciples were hungry and began to pick some heads of grain and eat them. When the Pharisees saw this, they said to him, look, Your disciples are doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath. He answered, haven't you read what David did when he and his companions were hungry? He entered the house of God and he and his companions ate the consecrated bread, which was not lawful for them to do, but only for the priests. Or haven't you read in the law that the priests on Sabbath duty in the temple desecrate the Sabbath and yet are innocent. I tell you that something greater than the temple is here. If you had known what these words mean, I desire mercy, not sacrifice, you would not have condemned the innocent. For the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. Going on from that place, he went into their synagogue, and a man with a shriveled hand was there. Looking for a reason to bring charges against Jesus, they asked him, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? He said to them, If any of you has a sheep and it falls into a pit on the Sabbath, will you not take hold of it and lift it out? How much more valuable is a person than a sheep? Therefore, it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. Then he said to the man, Stretch out your hand. So he stretched it out and it was completely restored, just as sound as the other. But the Pharisees went out and plotted how they might kill Jesus. Aware of this, Jesus withdrew from that place. 
A large crowd followed him and he healed all who were ill. He warned them not to tell others about him. This was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah. Here is my servant whom I have chosen, the one I love and whom I delight. I will put my spirit on him and he will proclaim justice to the nations. He will not quarrel or cry out. No one will hear his voice in the streets. A bruised reed he will not break and a smouldering wick he will not snuff out till he has brought justice through to victory. In his name, the nations will put their hope. Then they brought him a demon-possessed man who was blind and mute, and Jesus healed him so that he could both talk and see. All the people were astonished and said, Could this be the son of David? But when the Pharisees heard this, they said, It is only by Beelzebul, the prince of demons, that this fellow drives out demons. Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself will be ruined, and every city or household divided against itself will not stand. If Satan drives out Satan, he is divided against himself. How then can the, his kingdom stand? And if I drive out demons by Beelzebul, by whom do your people drive them out? So then they will be your judges. But if it is by the Spirit of God that I drive out demons, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. Or again, how can anyone enter a strong man's house and carry off his possessions unless he first ties up the strong man, then he can plunder his house. Whoever is not with me is against me, and whoever does not gather with me scatters. And so I tell you, every kind of sin and slander can be forgiven, but blasphemy against the Spirit will not be forgiven. Anyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven, but anyone who speaks against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven, either in this age or in the age to come. Make a tree good and its fruit will be good, or make a tree bad and its fruit will be bad, for a tree is recognised by its fruit. You brood of vipers, how can you who are evil say anything good? For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in him, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in him. But I tell you that everyone will have to give account on the day of judgment for every empty word they have spoken. For by your words you will be acquitted, and by your words you will be condemned. Then some of the Pharisees and teachers of the law said to him, Teacher, we want to see a sign from you. He answered, A wicked and adulterous generation asks for a sign, but none will be given it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of a huge fish, so the Son of Man will be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. The men of Nineveh will stand up at the judgment with this generation and condemn it, for they repented at the preaching of Jonah, 
and now something greater than Jonah is here. The Queen of the South will rise at the judgment with this generation and condemn it, for she came from the ends of the earth to listen to Solomon's wisdom, and now something greater than Solomon is here. When an impure spirit comes out of a person, it goes through arid places seeking rest and does not find it. Then it says, I will return to the house I left. When it arrives, it finds the house unoccupied, swept clean and put in order. Then it goes and takes with it seven other spirits, more wicked than itself, and they go in and live there and the final condition of that person is worse than the first. That is how it will be with this wicked generation. While Jesus was still talking to the crowd, his mother and brothers stood outside wanting to speak to him. Someone told him, your mother and brothers are standing outside wanting to speak to you. He replied to him, who is my mother and who are my brothers? Pointing to his disciples, he said, here are my mother and my brothers, for whoever does the will of my father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. Amen. So here we are in a chapter that is long and covers a lot of ground, but we have in verse 7 Jesus saying, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. And that is a quote from Hosea. Hosea chapter 6 and verse 6, where we read, For I desire mercy, not sacrifice, and acknowledgement of God rather than burnt offerings. And what we're finding here is the crux of the gospel. It is very easy for us to follow routine and for us to follow rituals and think that because we're completing these things, that we are giving to God what he wants. In fact, we think that we are able to please God by doing these various activities. And the problem with that is that although the activities may be good, if they are not done from a heart of love, then they are pointless and they're actually damaging. That word mercy that we have been looking at here is translated uh, or is translated from the Old Testament Hebrew at uh, the word hesed. And that word hesed is often translated as steadfast love. So mercy, if you like, is steadfast love. So God desires a love that is steadfast and true rather than us just going through the outward motions. He desires a life that is focused on him rather than a life that is just doing what it can get away with. So this is a good rule of thumb whenever it comes to following Jesus, that we love him. And we do whatever we can to show that love to others. 
That we don't get caught up in the laws of the Sabbath, as it were, and trying to keep every minute little detail of the law, but instead we show God's love to others and we show that love to him. And this gives us a great understanding of what Jesus has done for us because he is the ultimate sacrifice. He has shown his steadfast love by offering himself and then he comes to us and instead of showing us the wrath that was placed on him and the punishment that was placed on him, he shows us his mercy. So we need to confess whenever we have just been going through the routine and we need to start off with a new heart filled with love for Christ. So let's pray together. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the mercy that you have shown us. We confess, Lord, that sometimes we are legalistic whenever it comes to others. And yet you have shown us your steadfast love and your mercy. You have pardoned us when we did not deserve it. And yet, Lord, we seem to want to hold others accountable. Forgive us, we pray, and help us, Lord, to give you mercy rather than sacrifice. Amen.